Holly G with the Golf Insiders. My special guest today is the one, the only, Gary Van Sickle from SportsIllustrated.com. As uh, the PGA Tour is still in siesta mode until we begin the last of the wraparound seasons for 2022-2023, which will begin next week. And then we ditch that in 2024. Thank goodness. So tired of that. But we do have a major championship over on the European Tour, the BMW PGA Championship being played at Wentworth Golf Club over in a wet and soggy England. First round started today. Tommy Fleetwood on the top of the leaderboard at minus eight. Gary, want to get your thoughts? Um, this is the first time the live golf guys are teeing it up with the PGA Tour guys. Defending champion Billy Horschel, Rory McIlroy, all having some uh, interesting and um, choice comments in the press conferences leading up to the golf today. Your thoughts? It's certainly understandable. It, it's like, uh, imagine if the PGA Tour was Avis rental car and a bunch of guys quit to go to work for Hertz, but then they wanted to come back and work during the Christmas season for holiday pay at Avis. Well, no, you quit. You left. You can't come back. So I, you know, I'm almost waiting for some fisticuffs, which would be exciting. But these guys, uh, I don't blame anybody for going to live. The money's ridiculous. Harold Varner said it, said it best. It's like, I'm, I'm here to make the most money I can. My, I didn't sign up to, I didn't play, I don't play, I didn't play golf to win majors. You know, because that's his game's not quite at that level. That's that stuff is for Tiger Woods. Harold represents the vast majority of tour players who are trying to make a good living at it, and they can make a better living on the live tour, they believe. So I'm not surprised there's some hard feelings and some comments going back and forth. And I think you're gonna see some better golf this week because I think guys on both sides who have been in the end of some of these barbs. Uh, that's a talk about talk about a way to make you get focused and maybe play a little bit better. I think that's going to spur some of these guys on to, uh, you know, we'll see, but can you imagine if there's a playoff between a, say a Rory and uh, a Lee Westwood, a live guy, I, it's going to be great. Yeah. It certainly puts a whole, uh, an, another, um, another sidebar into, to, into this event. Um, it's almost got a little Ryder Cup feel, except there's no team aspect. A little, a little, a little of the Ryder Cup animosity. Yeah, only um, a little strange to see it developing amongst guys that were longtime teammates together. You know, I believe specifically was Rory was asked. You know, had he talked to Ian Poulter or Lee Westwood or Sergio, you know, these guys, they were, they've been a band of brothers, you know, uh, playing in the Ryder cups together, a very different, very different atmosphere now. Well, and by going to live and taking the money, which is understandable because all those guys you mentioned are on the, the downsides of their career to be polite. They've taken themselves out of the mix. They're they're not going to be assistant captains anymore. They're not going to be captain. They've they've given up their 
their place in the Ryder Cup. And that, that probably was maybe the toughest thing for somebody like Lee Westwood or Ian Poulter. Those two guys were absolutely definitely going to be captains, maybe even Sergio. Uh that they had to give that they, they gave that I'm sure they know they gave that up when they went look at Henrik Stenson he was captain and he gave it up for the money so that's a game changer for them and I think if you were on the Ryder Cup European Ryder Cup team I I think you'd feel a little bit betrayed even though you know they did it for the money I think you'd feel betrayed that they they bowed out of uh, your captaincy program so that's just one little extra thing in there that twists the knife to make it sting a little more. And again, to get everybody on edge this week and it gets back to the question that Billy Horschel asked, why are you here? Why are you guys here? You got your own tour. Why are you here? It's an excellent question. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it was interesting. Somebody asked Roy in his press conference, did he see a way that the, live golfers could come back to the PGA tour. And he quipped, sure. They could go through Q school. Exactly. That, you know, they can go through Q school after they reapply for admission after they set out for a full year. Yeah. That's how it's going to work. That's how it's going to work. I don't, I don't, I mean, I wonder if the, if they are admitted back, let's, I mean, this is all hypothetical if they ever want to come back, but if, if they sit out a year, they reapply. Will their status as past? Will they even get their past champion status? You know, there's that whole pecking order of got who, how you get into a tournament, and about number twenty three on the list is you know past champions. Would they be able to use that to get into a tournament? I mean, certainly they could accept. Once they get their membership back, they could accept sponsor exemptions, and I wonder if sponsors are going to want to invite them. But the second thing is, uh, how many tournaments are there going to be in the PGA Tour? If you're eliminating this fall thing, and you're elevating you're elevating 15 events at the expense of the other 30 events, how many other 30 events are still going to be around in five years? What what sponsor wants to run a a third rate tour event where you're guaranteed not to have anybody in the top 70? So there's a, there's a lot of fallout from from this new tour and caused by live that we haven't even, we haven't even figured out what it's going to be yet. And I think shrinking of the PG tour is one possibility. You mentioned, Oh, it'd be great to get rid of this wraparound season. Well, the alternative is what in the fall? Is it going to be a series of qualifying tournaments for the corn Ferry tour? That's not going to be better than what you have now. I don't know what the fall is going to be next year, but all I know is probably going to be a lot fewer playing opportunities for guys who are on the PGA Tour who maybe had 45 tournaments to try to make their card. And now they're going to, I don't know, maybe they're going to, they're going to have 38, 35. I don't know. But it, it's going to be less. And everybody who tells you less is more, they're lying. Less is never more. You alluded to it. The, the journeymen pros, hundreds of them out there um, as we see. Uh, week to week, uh, first timers rise to the top when when a tournament fields are so deep, the talent's so deep. Yeah, those guys, those Cinderella guys, are always celebrated. You know, this is really a, a changing of the tour's attitude or the way the tours run. You know, when Dean Beeman 
modernized the tour or whatever you want to say he did, it was run really for the rank and file because that's what Dean was. Dean was a rank and file guy. I mean, a good player, U.S. amateur champion, really good player, short hitter, great chipper and putter, wasn't going to go out and win majors, but he you know, had a nice little career. This tour has always been run and kind of controlled by the the rank and file. Suddenly, because of Liv, this has all changed, and the tour is now being run by and for the best players in the game, the top 40 get players. You know, Rory and Tiger and uh, half the guys I'm going to mention are in Liv now, but Scotty Scheffler. It's a change of attitude from let's have tournaments for all these guys to let's make sure the top players are happy. It's a complete turnabout from the way PGA Tour has done business. I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's it's going to be different. And this is not this is not uh, you know how it's been done in the past. You know, you, you, PGA Tours have the pension plan, which is heavily weighted toward the you know it's weighted toward performance, which doesn't make sense, but that's how it's done. Um, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a new direction for the PGA Tour in a lot of ways. Yeah, it certainly is. And um, speaking of that direction, I saw a, uh, I believe it was a tweet where uh, Cam Smith is being stripped basically of anything connecting him to the Players' Championship, including they took away his parking spot at the TPC, Gary. He's he's not going to need it because he's not going to be invited back. And is anybody else who has ever won the thing to go to live? They're not going to, they're not going to need their spot. I heard several weeks ago, somebody tweeted to me that a friend of theirs who worked in the PGA tour superstore in Charlotte, in that store, they took down all the advertising material that showed that featured live players. Like let's say Dustin Johnson for Adidas or TaylorMade or any, anything, any equipment stuff that had a, player who's now on live they took it down now i would think pg tour store i would think that's not a store manager decision i would think that's a pg tour superstore decision and i don't have a pg superstore in pg tour superstore in pittsburgh but uh, i would bet you go to a pg tour superstore anywhere you're not going to see dustin johnson or brooks kepka or bryson dechambeau uh, you're not going to see a picture of them in the advertising in the store. So, hey, that's that that's the way the game is played. We've got another big event coming up. We go to Quail Hollow for the President's Cup, Gary, and both Davis Love the uh, Third, captain of the U.S. team, and uh, Trevor Emmelman uh, announced their uh, captains' picks: six for Davis, four for Trevor. Uh, you really got a feel for Trevor. Um, you know, he had to he had to dig pretty deep. Well, you really have to feel for the PGA Tour. You think live golf is blocked out the sun the way Tiger used to. They're getting every headline, all the stories are going back and forth. Who's even thought about the President's Cup? And if it wasn't for these guys going to live and depleting the international team, we wouldn't even be talking about the President's Cup yet. So it's completely, it's always overshadowed by the FedEx Cup run-up. You know, the Ryder Cup is so big, people start talking about it in June. But the President's Cup, 
you know, it doesn't generate a lot of a lot of a lot of buzz. And it's generated even less buzz this year, but yeah, you gotta take whatever's left and maybe these guys will I don't know if there's that much difference between the fiftieth player and the eightieth player in the world. I, I my guess is not that much, but maybe these international guys will bond together and you know, I don't know, be the un- the underdog thing might 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 lift them, but yeah, you gotta you know, hey, it's that's the way it goes. You I don't know what to say. I, you know, the President's Cup is interesting. If you can get past the meaninglessness of it, I will start watching it and it sucks me in every time. I enjoy team match play. It's great. It's just got to be close. It can't be a blowout. I mean, admit it, the Ryder Cup was fun at Whistling Straits, but it would have been a lot more fun if it had been close. But it was still, it was fun because the U.S. finally, finally won one after, you know, I mean, it's, been getting losing two out of three it seems like so the president's cup needs to be close to be to be relevant and i hope this thing doesn't get ugly because it really is going to be a another another blow and it, 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 i'm sure i've told you my plan on how to fix the the president's cup it's I it's like pretty simple it. yeah it's simple the get president's cup becomes the qualifier for the Ryder cup so we're going to basically we're going to include the international team as a third team in the Ryder Cup system. So the defending whoever wins the Ryder Cup will defend it in two years, and they will play the winner of the next Presidents Cup. And that's gonna that would wipe out all the future sites we've got because you're gonna have to play it uh, in a in a country that's got one of the teams involved. So I guess it's gonna be a home game for the defending champ Ryder Cup champion. But anyways. This works on two levels. For one thing, it makes the Ryder Cup better because now the Ryder Cup goes global. Can you imagine the first Ryder Cup when a, with Matsuyama or any Asian player playing? It's going to be huge. The PGA of America will probably quadruple their revenue for the Ryder Cup. And the President's Cup is going to be bigger and better because now it's do or die. If you don't win the President's Cup, you're not going to be in the Ryder Cup. You might go six or eight years without being in a Ryder Cup. The President's Cup becomes absolutely must win. And I, I laid this out. I, I was sitting at the in the back of the room at uh, my seat at the Ryder Cup in Ireland. And there was like, I'm sitting next to this little retainer wall that's about, you know, chest level. And people could come in and stand there and lean against the counter and look in. I happen to be sitting right there. So I'm sitting there doing some work and somebody's standing there next to me looking probably at the thing. And I look over and it's Tim Fincham and he looks at me and we make eye contact. So now we have to make awkward conversation. So just out of the blue, I say, commissioner, what do you think about this? And I give him that little plan I just gave you about the three-way thing. And I'm thinking now the president's cup, the tour is not going to want the president's cup to be the qualifier for the Ryder cup. So I laid it out for him. When I get done, he goes, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I almost fell off my chair. It would make, it would elevate the President's Cup and it would be a win-win, but it's going to involve getting the PGA Tour, the European Tour and the PGA of America and the PGA, uh, the, the PGA of Europe. You're going to have to get them all together on the same page and share money. So 
Probably not likely. I think Middle East peace could happen sooner, but it's still a fun plan to think about. Speaking of fun, Roy, in his press conference, he was asked if uh, Trevor Emmelman might be reaching out to recruit him for the team. And Rory said something effective. Well, if he can, you know, find some some kind of uh, Australian DNA, he'd be ready to go. Is Rory the man of the year or what? You know, he won the FedEx Cup. He won the Canadian Open. Played great. Almost won the, the Open Championship. He stepped up in this whole live thing. He's taken a stand. He's been the really the leader for the PGA Tour players. And he and he's funny. He makes these comments like, yeah, I'll play. I'm available. Um, it almost makes you not miss Tiger. I said almost. Uh, Tiger's still around. He was involved in that. Players getting together again to make life better for themselves, not for the whole tour, just for themselves. But it's what had to be done. So Rory, if there's a man of the year award, not necessarily player of the year, he's not player of the year, but on the PGA Tour, he's definitely the man of the year. No, no doubt about it. At 33, his wisdom, his authenticity, his uh, reason is is remarkable. And I believe I read um, a story just in the last couple of days. Did, did Rory, I don't think he went to college, did he? No, no. He turned pro. I covered him when he, I covered him in his first British Open. Oh, I was, I think it was at Carnoustie in 2007. I could be off on the year, but you know, and he was a big deal and he finishes his round and a bunch of people talk to him and I'm standing there for sports illustrated and he doesn't know me from Adam, obviously. And I just go up to him, tell him who I am. It's like, yeah, I, you know, this is like off the edge of the green. He still has, he wasn't going to the meeting room. He, he wasn't like he was leading the turn it was after one of his rounds. And yeah, he gave me like, we talked for like 10 minutes. He couldn't have been nicer. And he's still that way. Now he's a little bit bigger. It's a little harder to get 10 minutes with him. He's got an agent now whose job is to keep people away. But uh, he's of all the guys who become multi-billionaires, I would say he, he and Jordan Spieth have done a great job of still being pretty normal. You know, at the at Southern Hills for the PGA this year, the media center had this long walkway to go in once you're inside. And the PGA plastered the walls with these big, they weren't billboards, but these big, oh, you know, larger than life pictures of some past champions. And there'd be, uh, here's a picture of Nicholas and here's a color picture of Jack and in gray letters behind it, it would say Nicholas or you know, 19th or the year or something. It was really cool. And there was one with Rory. And uh, so I think it was like when, late Wednesday afternoon. I don't know what he's doing around, but maybe he had some function he had to go to. He actually brought his daughter, down, he and his wife brought their daughter Poppy down to the media center. They were letting her run around upstairs where, where the food was. And there was a, like a lot of room there. I don't know what they were doing. Anyways, Rory... I'm going somewhere. Rory's got his daughter. He's holding her. And they're looking at all the pictures of these past champions in the hallway. And uh, 
they're standing in front of the one of Kalamora Kawa, and she points to it and goes, Dada. And Rory goes, No, that's that's not that's Colin. That's not Dada, that's Colin. And so he, he takes three steps over and points to the one of him, and he goes, you know, he says, Oh, that's when daddy was that's when daddy was good. That's when daddy was still good. Oh. And he knew I was standing behind him, but I don't know if he said it for my benefit or whatever. But meanwhile, I had taken my camera out and I took had it on silent. I took a couple photos of it and I tweeted one of them. And uh, and I want to say it went viral, but a lot of people, you know, it was just an adorable picture. He's holding his daughter and she's pointing at the picture, big picture of him. And he's making a joke. He's making a self-deprecating joke. If there's one thing, if there's one way to make people like you, it's make a joke about yourself. Patrick Reed should look into that someday, but uh, I can't say enough good things about Rory. I'm, uh, I have to say, I'm a fan. He's, he's a good, he's still a good guy. Yeah, he sure is. And um, I just recently uh, wrote a little piece for Golf Central magazine, and and I was talking Saturday will be would have been the King Arnold Palmer's 93rd birthday. When you think of the guy that really started growing the game globally, it was it was Arnold, right? When he went over to the the Open Championship, the British Open, and it got that TV coverage and brought in all kinds of fans from the UK and Europe. But if I think of a guy who has done the reverse, becoming such a popular not only international player, but popular player here in the U.S. I mean, we know Arnie's the king. I would dub McElroy the prince right now. Well, it, and it's been a sudden transformation because because of the Ryder Cup. I mean, not that we had a reason to dislike him, but he's been on the other team. You know, he was on the other side of that Patrick Reed duel at uh, Hazeltine. And, you know, R- Rory acts up and he puts his ear to his thing. And, you know, he was, you're kind of like, oh, come on. But uh, he's now seems like, I know he somehow he seems like one of us. He's one over the American fans. Tigers out of the way. Phil's out of the way. Ricky Fowler's out of the way. If I can say that, um, you know, Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth has, hasn't been winning that much. Who, who's the, who's the biggest name in golf in America? Well, now it's Rory. There's no doubt about it. And, the tour needs them because there's a little, there's a vacuum right there. And there's guys who are stars, but golf is better when there's somebody who's like a superstar who's on top of, on top of the world. And Scotty Scheffler is certainly up there. Number one in the world ranking, but Rory's got the name recognition. He's been around forever. Everybody knows who he is. He's filling a void for the PGA tour. And um, yeah, he's doing it. He's doing it the right. He's doing everything the right way. He's, he uh, sure but, is. But five years ago, Rory's just another European guy that yeah we knew he was good, but he wasn't beloved. I I would say now he's he's loved in the U.S. and I don't think that was true five years ago. I completely agree. Well, Gary, time to throw your dart. Who's going to win the BMW PGA Championship in Maine, Surrey, England? Well, I know Tommy Fleetwood was going low. It's kind of cheating to pick somebody like that. I I should really pick somebody who's I'm going to say Rory just because he's, you know, 
He's on edge. He got a point to prove and he wants to back it up and validate it with his good play. So it's never, it's never fun taking the chalk. It's more fun to pick an underdog, but I'm going to go ahead and take the chalk and say Rory. All right. Well, my Buffalo Bills are certainly, I hope not the underdog in tonight's game when the NFL kicks off and they play the uh, Super Bowl champs, the Los Angeles Rams. Gary, what's your over-under there? Uh, well, my over-under on the number of commercials is about 3,000. I think you have to like Buffalo because, you know, defending champions of the Super Bowl – they always have a letdown the next year because they know it's all about the playoffs and the regular season's a grind. And they think it's, they forget how hard it was to get there. They just think they're going to be there again because they're good. And everyone's, everyone's gunning for them. And Buffalo's got a point to prove too. They were, they could, they could have been the Super Bowl. They made a run at it. So I like, I like Buffalo just because they want it more. And, the Rams are still counting their Super Bowl checks. I know that's gross. That's a gross over, oversimplification, but there's some truth in that. So I'm, regardless of the point spread, I'm I'm taking Buffalo. All right. Well, you know this hometown girl is all in for the Buffalo Bills. As always, Gary, fan, sickle. A pleasure to spend some time with you on the Golf Insiders. Check out all of his great reads on sportsillustrated.com. That would be si.com. Thanks so much. Thank you. I'll send you my bills. <laughs>